There followed Jesus a great multitude of the people and of women who were mourning and lamenting for him. But turning to them, Jesus said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things when the wood is green, what will happen when it's dry? Two others, who were criminals, were led away to be put to death with Jesus. And when they came to the place that's called the skull, or Golgotha, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments, and the people stood by watching. But the rulers scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. This is the gospel of our Lord. So why celebrate Jesus Christ as king on the last Sunday of the church year? Well, in John's Gospel, we learn that in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with the Father, and the Word was God. So we learn that the Word is Jesus Christ. We then go on to learn that everything came into existence through the Word, Jesus Christ. God's Son, Jesus, is the King of all things, because through him all things came into existence. He has all authority over everything that is made. He existed eternally with the Father before creating matter, time, and space. Together, 
The Father speaks his word, Jesus Christ, and through Jesus Christ the word, heaven and earth and all things come into existence. While the Holy Spirit hovers over the waters. Do you see how God's word does things? Because God's word is Jesus Christ. The word is living and active. It created all things. It holds all things together now and creates faith in the hearts of those who hear it. Jesus Christ, the word, for those who have faith, restores the soul, reinvigorates kindling faith, and soothes and quiets grieving hearts and troubled hearts. Ever had trouble falling asleep and you just couldn't because of racing thoughts, feelings of dread? Ask Jesus to come into your heart. Ask Jesus to quiet your soul and give you peace at the last. Jesus Christ, the word, speaks, your sins are forgiven, take up your mat, get up, and walk. And you are healed of your sin in body, soul, and mind. Jesus Christ, the word, is above all things in authority, Paul says in Colossians today. He is before all things As Paul says in Colossians, in existence, he holds all things together. How? Well, besides being the divine word that holds all things together at the molecular level, that holds all things into a properly ordered and good, beautiful thing, he makes peace between individuals. Through forgiveness, through causing people's consciences to be heavy and to say, I'm sorry, would you forgive me? And by his blood that washes and his words that he gives Christians, forgiveness actually forgives because it is Jesus' words repeated by you the hurts that you've caused or have been hurt to you. Jesus Christ, the word, is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And he's a good king. How so? Well, I think it's hinted at it, and you can kind of observe what righteous masculinity is, In our Luke reading today, all of the people that were cheering on for Jesus to be killed throughout his life, they were scoffing at him. So making little petty comments and laughing about Jesus. And he said, he saved other people, let him save himself. If he's the Christ, he'll save himself. And then the Roman guards who had no idea what was going on, thought he was just another common criminal, said, oh, he's the king of the Jews. Okay, save yourself. 
if you are him. Could Jesus have saved himself? Could Jesus have jumped off the cross and just, you know, said it's clobbering time, right? And just gone crazy and berserk and brought his justice right then and there? Yes, he could have. Because he's the most powerful man in existence. He's God. But he didn't. So maybe a good man and a good king has the power and the authority to harm and destroy, but chooses to not. Instead, he pardons, he forgives. In fact, Jesus doesn't even complain. He forgives, he pardons, he's a good king. He shows just how much power he has by forgiving. In fact, one of the thieves on the cross railed at him. And what's weird is it's the same word for blasphemed. So he blasphemes Jesus and he says, save yourself if you're really the Christ. And also, save me, he says. He puts God to the test in his final moments. The soldiers mock him, of course. They pretend to give him choice wine and a chalice, but it's full of spoiled disinfectant, which is just nasty to think about. And what does he do when he's mocked? He doesn't jump down. He doesn't attack. He doesn't make petty comments. He doesn't complain. He suffers. He endures the pain. He looks down on them from his cross and begin to picture this in your mind. He looks down on them, his subjects, who are not serving him very well. They're doing the opposite. They're mocking him. He looks down on them from his throne and he says, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they do. To the world, to sinners, to mockers, to scoffers, it may not look like it, but they're standing in the throne room of their most high God, all of the people on that hill that day, they're standing before the dais and the throne of their king. But they're not acting the part, are they? They're standing before their high king, the creator of themselves, the creator of the whole universe, the creator of time, And this king is on his throne, the cross. He's on that cross, pouring out his blood and his sweat in glorious battle for all the people there that live in his kingdom. For you who live in Jesus' kingdom, 
and he would not see that you're spending your days in the kingdom of the devil because you're his. Remember the epistle reading today. Paul writes, he's delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to his kingdom. In him, we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. This king leads the armies into battle for you and saves you. He puts you on his horse and rides you back to his kingdom. And this good king dies in battle for you. He dies on his throne on the cross. And that throne of the cross is also this altar where the perfect prince, the perfect king of all things, gives his own body and blood as a sacrifice to his father for all the living, for all of you. And the father accepts that sacrifice as glorious and wonderful and perfect for all of the mockery that you give to Jesus, all of the petty comments that you give to Jesus, all of the things, the glorious things you've received from him and have not given him gratitude for, all of the pain you've caused his heart, all of our disease, all of our hurtful words, King Jesus absorbs them. He hears them all. He patiently listens. He buys the debt and he puts it to an end. He wipes it away. It's gone. Lord enthroned in heavenly splendor, firstborn from the dead. You alone are strong defender, lifting up your people's head. Jesus, true and living bread. From our hymn today. Identifying this Lord Jesus on his cross as his throne, as the altar where we receive forgiveness of sins by his body and blood. Paschal lamb, your offering finished. Once for all when you were slain, in its fullness undiminished, shall forever remain. Prince and King Jesus, the firstborn from the dead, means that he inherits eternal life as his crowning inheritance from his Father. And he shares it with you. He rises from the dead, the first one to ever rise from the dead of his own accord. And he shares rising from the dead with you. As Jesus spoke today in the Malachi prophecy, he says, I will make them my treasured possession for those who fear me. And to fear God means to acknowledge him as king alone and to expect protection and deliverance from only him. He says, those who esteem my name, those who serve me, 
will be spared as one spares his son. Yet the father did not spare his own son, that you might be spared by Jesus. His kingdom and inheritance is not only for himself, he shares it with his adopted brothers and sisters. Eternal life, body and soul together, with one another and with Christ, basking in the glory of God. That is our promise from our King. Jesus shares this inheritance even with his death row neighbor, whom's not only a sinner, but is actually being punished for the right reasons. He's committed evil deeds deserving of death on a cross. And so here he is, alongside Jesus, a man not guilty of crimes worthy of death on a cross. And so this thief realizes by faith in the man next to him's words that this is not a normal man. This is God. I am in the presence of my God and King on his throne, and I am seated at his right hand. Right? One on his right, one on his left. One in the place of honor, one in the place of dishonor. The thief on the cross. But beware, I found quite the quote from 19th century pastor J.C. Ryle. He said, There was one thief on the cross who was saved that none should despair. Yet only one that none should presume that could be you. Your chance is now You are in the presence of your Lord Jesus Christ on his throne, on his altar. This cross, he's bodily present here with you that you might beg his pardon. And so we pray, we ask of Jesus in a very simple way with the thief on the cross as we have opportunity in all times and all places, no matter where we are or what we are doing, we pray, we ask our King Jesus, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Amen. Our merciful King does not delight in the death of sinners, no. He lifts up your bowed heads. And he forgives you. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.